The City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey, everybody. This is Casey Fields, your manager for municipal advocacy at the Municipal Association of South Carolina, and welcome to another edition of City Quick Connect podcast. I'd like to welcome my co-host, my steady guest, the man that knows where the bodies are buried, Scott Flatton. Yeah, I used to, uh, but you know, Casey, my memory is so faulty that if I don't ask you or somebody else to remind me where they are, I I wouldn't be able to locate them. Kind That's like a true. Squirrel. I, I kind of think you need to. Um, I think you need to get into some ginkgo biloba. I think that would help you with your memory, and then that way, I could forget where they were buried, and then you could remember. Oh my goodness! I think we need to start. <laughs> I think we need to start down the show path here if we're gonna. We right do, we do now have a, uh, we have confirmed at least one new listener. Whoever runs the Twitter account for the, uh, South Carolina chapter of the American Planning Association. I think that's great because you were quoted, right? Yes, that was fantastic. You were quoted. I thought that was awesome. And listen, let me tell you show. something. I, I need, I need to kind of, this is probably not, I mean, I don't want it to be an advertisement. I want more people to listen to me and you than this other podcast. But there's a rumor going around that former Senators Shaheen and Lori, they think that Bourbon in the Backroom, their podcast, is the best podcast in South Carolina. Well, they do, yeah, well, they do claim that they are, have an international following in that people in, Multiple countries are downloading their podcast, and we know that at least one of their producers uh, is a fan of our show. So that's exactly uh, right. They better they better, they better check themselves. Uh, Scott, let's talk about last week in the House and Senate um, as it relates to cities and towns. Um, so here we are, the last Monday before the last Tuesday of the regular session of the General Assembly. We've got three days to go. Um, and listen, here's a little question. Do you know what Thursday is? Thursday is sunny die. Casey. Right, but do you know do you know what else Thursday is? Oh yes, that's right. It's your eleventh twenty ninth birthday. No. Yes. It's your it's your fourteenth twenty ninth birthday. Oh, uh, let's we'll go back to the eleven twenty ninth. Yeah, we'll go back to the eleven. Um See, yeah, now so you're even now you're even vivid about that number. Come on. So it's <laughs> so it is sunny die. Sunny Die um, is the name that is called for the last day of session. It is adjournment of the regular session of the 2021 um, General Assembly. They, this is the beginning, the first session of a two-year session. So any bills that are still out there, they will just stay exactly where they are, whether they're on the, if they're left on the calendar, if they're left in subcommittee, committee, wherever they are. They will just stay right there until the General Assembly picks back up in January 2022 for the second half of this session. The House and Senate have been working pretty furiously, especially last week. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, unless yeah. the, unless the sine die resolution allows them to take up something that is currently on the calendar that they don't get to when they come back. But right, and normally we don't expect um, the, that they're going to do that. Any, right, the current it's not related to the budget or whatever. Yeah. Right, the current sine die resolution is very specific about what they can bring up as far as conference committee reports, um, the budget, certain topics. Um, 
usually they're very specific about what they can take up, so it's just not a free-for-all um, when they do come back in June to finish um, their work on the budget. So let's talk a little bit about the budget, Scott. Last week, the um, the House, I guess, received the Senate version of the budget, which is still the House bill, um, but it's with all the Senate amendments that were put on and financed and in full committee. And they usually would take up an amendment on the floor um, that would amend it back to the House version, version sending it to conference, um, or they might make some changes. I've seen it, I think, one time in my legislative career where they agreed with the Senate and just that was it. Um, but this time was very interesting. They recommitted the bill that was on the calendar. They recommitted the bill to House Ways and Means. Yeah, and they did that, as we've talked about, so that they can, the House, take up and work with the additional $1.3 billion, with a B, mm-hmm. uh, of revenue that the Senate had the advantage of uh, working with when it had the budget bill uh, over the last, the course of the last month or so, because by, b- between the time that the House passed its version of the budget and the time the Senate passed its version of the budget, the Board of Economic Advisors, the BEA, certified that additional $1.3 billion. So the Senate got to uh, appropriate that money uh, the way it wants to. And then the House wanted – knowing that it was going to come, that extra money right. was going to come, the right. House said early on, hey, we know more money's coming. We want a chance at it too. So yeah. rather than try and amend that Senate – Budget, they are, well, I mean, they ultimately will amend right. the Senate's version of the budget, which is the House bill, of course. Uh, but rather than do that on the floor, they are just going to restart the budget vetting process from the subcommittee level all the way to the floor debate. So uh, I don't recall them doing that in the last number of years that yeah, I don't either. I've been following the budget that closely. So it's really mm-hmm. kind of it's really interesting and unique. It's actually it's actually quite the opposite of what the House did last year, which was just didn't pass a budget. So Right. Right. You know, they didn't pass one last year, so they figured they'll pass two this year to kind of make up for it. What do you think? Right. I think it's incredible. I love it. I think that um I think they're really gonna drill down into the details and um you know that somewhere in here is going to be a raise for state employees because that's what Representative Cobb Hunter um, is very passionate about. And on the floor, I think, um, Chairman Merle Smith, Chairman of Ways and Means, he said, no more money's coming, Representative Cobb Hunter, and I, I know what you want. So I'll be I'll be anxious to see what they do with that billion with a B. Yeah, I mean, he, he made a promise on the floor that, that's that right. state employees, that they were going to take a look at state employee raises. So – um, it's going to be difficult for him to. He's not. You know, I can't imagine that Chairman Smith would backtrack on that. But uh, yeah, there might be yeah. that, there might be members of his caucus that would uh, would try and do that at some point. Um, so that was that was one of the things last week that went on. Another thing last week is that we'll just stay in the House here for a second. The House spent uh, the majority of the day on Wednesday um, debating the bill that gives a person on death row who has been sentenced to death the option of um, execution. So I believe it had in there firing squad, electric chair, or lethal injection. Is that right? 
Yes, and so um, you'll have that option. Now, the default option, of course, for for many, many years was lethal injection, but because the manufacturers of the lethal injection drugs refuse to now sell those drugs to states for the purpose of carrying out death sentences, uh, nobody can get those drugs. And, of course, those companies, you know, their motivation for for stopping the sale of those drugs for for those is the fact that it opens them up to liability. Right, And, you know, obviously public criticism. So uh, we've not had any executions in South Carolina for the last 10 years or so. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's it's been a long time. And so um, you've got three, at least three, executions that were scheduled to have taken place over the last 10 years that did not. Right. And, um, you know, so, so the effort was made to come up with new options or more options for carrying out those and leaving that to the inmate himself. Uh, Re- Representative Justin Bamberg from Bamberg uh, put up a, a lot of amendments trying to uh, trying to qualify or not I don't know how to describe it. One of his amendments sought to have the inmate uh, undergo a mental evaluation mm-hmm. prior to the execution to make sure that he understood what like was what happening and, was and what choice, okay. yeah, and what the choice yeah. was he was making. And he put up, you know, he put up other amendments, but those were ultimately all defeated. So um, we'll see if Governor McMaster signs that if he hasn't already, and. Uh, It'll be interesting to see if any of those executions are scheduled uh, in the in the near future. So that was in the House. That was the the better part. That was a late Wednesday. Um, the House came in on Thursday and just ran through the calendar. Um, I'll tell you. I'll share with everybody what Speaker Lucas said. He said that since this is the last week of session, that everybody needed to come prepared, go ahead and eat lunch before they got there tomorrow. Um, because they were going to stay in. They've got a good many bills on the uncontested calendar. And he said they were going to get to bills on the contested calendar. Now, that includes two bills specifically that we are following closely. Um, 3050, is that the right number? That's right. 3050, yeah, Mm is a law enforcement bill. It was simply a a certification bill, and then it was amended to include um, a good many elements of the PACT Act. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Am I saying that right? That sounds yep. weird when it comes out of my mouth. PACT Act. Um, and then another bill that we have been closely following since the beginning of session, Senate Bill 40, the municipal parking bill. A lot of people are interested in this bill. That is also right after um, the 3050. So those two bills we'll be following. I've, Speaker Lucas all but promised that he wanted to clear that calendar. So expect some long floor days on Thursday. I mean, Tuesday and Wednesday, they have to adjourn by 5 o'clock on Thursday. Yeah, the the police reform bill, 3050, uh, it's, it's become a reform bill. Uh, it was amended to, to in a committee to affect a lot of police reforms that uh, a number of House members have been talking about over the years and that, Law enforcement in general supports the Criminal Justice Academy. Jackie Swindler, who's the executive director, director there, former police chief in Newberry for a long time, good friend right. of the Municipal Association. Yeah. Um, 
a lot of the reforms that he was uh, seeking with regard to training, with regard to not allowing officers to patrol alone until they um, have been certified, have been certified as police officers, all kinds of all kinds of things in there. It right. greatly expanded the original bill with thing with good things we think, and so uh, we'll see how that goes. The parking bill, um, you know, there are a lot of people who put who requested debate on that bill. Uh, yeah, a number of supporters of it uh, as well. That's right. That's, which is a which is a smart procedural tactic that yeah, they it's are a good using. tactic. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we'll see, we'll see how that one goes. I know that House members have gotten a lot of, uh, have had a lot of contact from residents on the coast, in particular, the Isle of Palms about that bill. In fact, I can't remember who it was, but Erica right on our staff was saying that a House member in a committee meeting at some point, uh, if somebody, can we do something about that parking bill? Because we are just getting blown up. So yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. the the grassroots now now I don't know if they're getting blown up for it or again it, but uh they're hearing That's some right. constituents. They're getting blown uh, they getting blown up. So they're getting blown up. Um, so which is we'll, which is great. That's advo- that's how advocacy works, man. That's how it so works. That, that's, that's so that bill that bill either will fail or pass in the House. And then um and then we'll we'll see if there are any differences between uh, what the Senate did to it, and what the House does to it this week. Um, are we are we done in the House? Can I can we pivot over to the the upper chamber? Well, let's talk about last week. Uh, one thing that uh, we were involved in, Erica uh, went to testify on uh, Representative uh, Dion Tedder's um, that's right inclusionary, inclusionary, inclusionary zoning, zoning yeah. bill. Uh, this is a bill that would provide uh, cities and counties, presumably, with the explicit authority to uh, offer uh, enticements to developers to build workforce housing, affordable housing. Um, you know, I think there are a number of municipalities across the state that are already uh, using some of these tools, but there are others who are uh, reluctant to do this, but without the express authority in statute. And so, that's what this bill would seek to do. It came out of a, a, a 3M subcommittee. We'll be in front of the full 3M committee. Of course, it's, it's not going to pass this year, uh, but there'll be lots of opportunity to talk about it and build support for it and, and uh, make suggested uh, improvements to it as we go forward. All right. Now, that's, that was everything in the House last week. Well, not everything, obviously, but the things right. that we were following pretty closely. Yep. So. Now I'd like to walk across the lobby well, to the. I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. Let's stay what? in the house real. Qu- Let's stay um. in the house real quick. The house did. Remember, the house passed out the Santee Cooper reform bill, sent it back to the Senate uh, with a a sale option on it. Right, uh, and there has been a conference committee appointed. Yes. So yeah. uh, that is going to. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, what, what comes out of the conference committee on that because right. the Senate's, the Senate's bill was entirely and wholly reformed. There was no contemplation of a sale. Right. The House right. amended it to, uh, to put that sale clause in there or that sale. Well, I tell you that the six members, three House, three Senate members of the conference committee, they're just going to have to duke that one out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They're just going to sure. have to, they're just going to have to debate that one out 
and see what see what they come up with um, in the adjournment resolution, the sunny dive resolution. Conference committee reports are included, so that St. Cooper would fall underneath that, so they could continue to debate that and receive the conference report when they come back into session in June. All right, now so we can the go, clear. Now we can walk across the lobby from the House. I mean, are you? Well, I'm ready. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a second because I'm, I feel like once I I'm say that, then you're gonna be like, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Chuck, so Chuck now, is waiting. Chuck is waiting to us and telling us to come on. Oh, so we get how much do I love Chuck? Um, all those men over there in the uh, Sergeant Arms office. The Senate last week, the majority, and I say majority, it was in, unless they went through the uncontested calendar um, or handled, you know, a minimum number of appointments, they mostly, ultimately, solely dealt with the Open Carry With Training Act or allowing concealed weapons permit holders to openly carry a pistol um, as long as they have training and all that stuff, right? Yep. I mean, I know yep. I'm giving it the – I'm giving it a very big overview. I'm it's not getting into details because they've gone through a lot of amendments. It's essentially allowing CWP holders to strap openly and you don't have to worry about keeping your – your firearm concealed. Hidden. Yeah, okay. you don't have to keep All it. Right. You don't have to keep it hidden anymore. That that has been the majority of that. I mean, that has been debate, uh, the debate for some late nights in the um, in the Senate, and so that has taken up a lot of time. Um, the Senate still has got to receive the budget back from the House, um, which they have written in the Sunny Die adjournment resolution that. They can take that up in June, several dates in June. So because in the sine die adjournment resolution, they do not, they've got time for House and Senate members to come back and debate the budget before the end of the fiscal year. They're not freaking out about getting the budget back to the Senate this week. I think they've set themselves up with plenty of time to work on it, don't you? Yeah, and, I mean, we know the thing's going to go to a conference committee anyway. Right. So, and and according to the speaker's schedule that he laid out, what, two weeks ago. Right. They're looking at a conference committee the last week of June, I mean, just prior to the start of the new fiscal year. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think they all recognize and understand that they have, they have this plan in front of them and they feel pretty comfortable with it. Right, right. Um, anything else in the Senate that we need to discuss? They they also have to take up the sine die resolution. So we will be able to um, report on specific dates once we have those nailed down. We can share with our listeners and we can share those in from the Dome to your home. Yeah. Otherwise, this week we're just watching what happens on their calendar Um Right. There's, there's not a whole lot that we are closely following on the calendar that I can think of off the top of my head. So uh, it'll on be the a Senate pre- calendar on the right. Senate calendar. Yeah. Right. So it, right. It'll just be it'll be, you know, as usual, the mad scramble on Thursday to, for everybody to try and recall bills and get them right. put on the calendar or get, you know, get unanimous consent to give them second reading and then automatic third and that kind of thing. So we have to. Pay attention uh, during that very quick 
uh, right. rapid fire kind of action so that uh, bills that we may have a problem with um, don't don't get recalled or you know maybe right. or we, amended. That's I think that's something yeah. else that that we kind of perk up about toward the end of session is that anybody that they start amending bills that have already crossed over from their originating chamber, yeah. um, they they want to maybe try to find a a germane bill or a bill that they could tack on an amendment to to try to get another bill moving at the last minute. So that's yeah. something that we we really watch out for here in these last final days. Well, and we saw that happen last week on the Senate floor last Thursday when Folly Beach's watercraft that's registration right. bill came up and Senator Josh Kimbrell from uh, Spartanburg, Spartanburg County from the Inman Inman area. I don't know if he lives in Inman or not, but that's the area of the of the county he represents. He asked that an amendment be put on it. Uh, it was, and as soon as that happened, it got put onto the contested calendar, uh, stopping it temporarily. Right. Um, right. Because obviously somebody didn't like his amendment, so um, that that it can happen that quickly. So we're really going to be we're going to be on top of it. We should also. Scott, just for our our couple of listeners, this week, and I think it is this week, is when we should be getting some more specific information on American Resource Plan funding. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it was May the 11th, 11th, two days days before my 36th birthday. (laughs) Tomorrow, (laughs) tomorrow, actually. So, so yes, um, the Treasury Department has until – Tomorrow, I mean, tomorrow's the, the last day they have, according to um, the bill, I believe, or whatever the 60-day mm-hmm. deadline was. Right. Uh, tomorrow will be the 60 days, and so they need to release that guidance as to how the American Rescue Plan monies can be used in more detail than what they've uh, released already. However, uh, as we've been cautioning folks already, uh, that guidance is going to be a moving target. Now, tomorrow's is supposed to be a, a, f- a fair bit more specific than what we've already gotten, but the Treasury Department has all, all also warned everyone that, hey, this target is, is going to potentially move or could be refined or uh, yeah. tuned, so uh, stay tuned. We need to make sure that uh, everybody tries to, to, to stay on top of, and, of course, we'll push out all of these details as we get them on our website uh, sc. if you Perfect. use if you use the keywords uh, American Rescue Plan or ARP it will take you to our American Rescue Plan uh webpage and in fact Erica has been asked to come over and brief the Senate Democrat caucus about the ARP plan. So she is our ARP expert. and uh, The ARP uh, information is also a front hero on our website. So it's a front yes. blurb. So you don't Literally. even have to search. You can just yeah. check it out right there. Pres- in yeah, your face. thank you for pointing that out. That's, that's You're welcome excellent. because it's on our website. <laughs> well, I mean, I use our website too, but I don't. You know, I don't pay attention to the front page. I'm always looking for something that's buried in, in there somewhere. Right. <laughs> in our four zillion resources that we have we on our do. website, which is Let's so see. robust, it's so good, 
and you could pretty much find anything on there without even asking anybody. Yeah, it's a it's a uh, a problem of riches for us there. So. That's right. Scott, good. anything else that we need to tell our listeners this week about um about the the state house and what's going on? I'm I'm looking forward to an episode that we can have Joni and Erica with us to do just a full recap and kind of get their impressions of um their, you know, first full session yeah. with the Municipal Association. Yeah, and and you know, we haven't mentioned Joni, but she was of course Working, uh, she's been, as everybody knows, she's been our, uh, state budget, uh, researcher and, and point person this session. She was working diligently last week to educate house members in particular about, uh, that proviso, uh, that was, uh, fiddling with the business license tax that we've talked about previously. So right. that's, that's, uh, she's done a good job getting them schooled up on that. But yeah, I'm looking forward to having them both on and getting their, getting their impressions, um, uh, and, you know, asking them, what can we do better? Right. Right. right? And yeah. I think, I think it'll be fun to, to get all four of us on to just kind of do a recap and just, you know, I, I think people will enjoy it. I think they'll, well, be, I think people will enjoy hearing all four of us talking at the same time. And you know what? That's coming because, uh, the municipal association is, making plans to return to the office full-time on 1 June, uh, the first day after Memorial Day. So everybody is excited about that. I know I am, right. of course, but it'll be good to have everybody back together and uh, That's right. uh, collaborating and, and working for the betterment of our cities and towns across the state. Um, speaking of having everybody together, it's a great time for me to um, remind everybody that if you are around people, make sure that you wear your mask. We're still wearing masks, people. Um, wash your hands, and that should just be a general um, hygiene tip. Just wash your hands, no matter if we're in the middle of a pandemic or not, or toward the tail end, I should say. Get the vaccination if you are able and choose to do so, and don't get in huge groups of people um yet i don't think the cdc has told us that that's okay but we can still gather outside without a mask and gather with people who've been vaccinated so um, i'm looking forward to having uh, more people back in the office with with all of us so have a great week everybody take care of yourselves stay healthy and we will see you back here next week the city quick connect podcast is one of several ways the municipal association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting south carolina cities and towns learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the association's latest happenings on facebook twitter and instagram